AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, Matt McNeil Show. Michael Broadcorp is known for his podcast, his political point of view, but he's also known, at least in this venue, as our Minnesota Vikings expert. He is kind enough today to join us to talk about this and, and the problem with hiring a cannabis director. We'll get to that here in a second. Michael, thank you very much. I appreciate the time today. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and continue to grieve with you on air rather than in private. Well, it's, can I, I want to bring up something here, which is really weird. The NFL passing leader is Kirk Cousins. The NFL Correct. receiving leader is Justin Jefferson. The, the, the best defensive sack specialist in the NFC is uh, 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 Daniel Hunter. Is uh, got, what, five? And yep. yet we're 0-3, and that doesn't, none of this makes any damn sense that you should have this, and yet this is where we're at. Man, I stared at that tweet last night, or that post now, as it's called, and I stared at it, and I stared at it, and I stared at it, because I, I was wondering if it was, you know, made up, it was fake news, as they would say, uh, it was true, yeah. and it just was like pouring salt in the wounds last night. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm, and I'm looking at it, I, I, I also agreed. I was like, is this legit? I'm on ESPN site right now. Yep, nope, it's legit. It, it, it is, well, okay, let's, I'll give you a little bit of a positive at least you're not the Gophers, because that loss yeah. was un- that was that was a program crippling loss at Northwestern. They had, and I don't think they're going to come back the rest of the season. No, it was it was really bad, and and I was the I was the dummy who tweeted out, "Look, everyone, I know the Gopher game was bad, but you know by this time tomorrow we're going to be cheering on the Vikings' first win." And boy, was I wrong. Uh, two things I want to just get your pr- opinion on in, in this in regards to how they're at 0-3. And once again, they did lose to the San Diego Chargers. Now two losses at home, which is a really big problem, and two losses against a team that they probably should have beaten. But this year versus last year, one of the things a lot of people said about last year was every bounce went the Vikings' way. I mean, just look at that Indianapolis Colts game. I mean, every bounce went their way that last season and so far this season it's the complete opposite is that every bounce seems to go against them and um yeah that that would you agree that that is that's part of the problem is just that sometimes there's just quirks of the game of any sport that sometimes you get breaks sometimes you don't and they're just not getting any of the breaks this year i was at the indianapolis colts game with my daughter last year one of my daughters and we were commenting during the game that everything that needed to go the vikings way did that particular game I was with my son yesterday, and we spent a lot of time in our seats talking about that game, the Indianapolis game from the prior year, and how everything was going wrong this particular day when he was in the stands with me. Because every bounce that went, that could have gone the Vikings' way didn't. And it was just tough to watch. The other thing, and I brought this up earlier in the show, we need, I mean, I, I will, I'll be blunt, I think every every team needs this every when it comes to draft time you need to get offensive linemen and you need to get secondary help every team needs I mean that's 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 like one and two on every team's list basically and yet every year the Vikings convince themselves of going out and getting the shiny bobble and not getting what might not be the most glamorous pick but you know you you know when you look at teams that win Super Bowls they have offensive lines that could stop a Mack truck. They have, you know, secondary help where you better think twice about throwing the ball. 
and the Vikings just they continually fail to get the players around them through the means they can, through the draft, that would help this team, not in the flashy way, but in a way that would lead to more wins. Is that a fair assessment as well? You're absolutely correct, and that was on display yesterday. I mean, the offensive line uh, was not – I mean, it just was a very it – was, it was just a scenario by which Cousins was just under pressure the entire time. And I don't – I think that he needs to have more space. He needs to have more of the field, as any quarterback does. But he just seemed to be far too accessible during the game – and under pressure and quick decisions. And, and I know I mean no disrespect to Kirk Cousins, but I've not found him to be a quick decision, uh, the type of player who makes good decisions in a, in a, in a high-pressure, quick situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he needs to see the play. He needs to see the field. He needs to, to have you know clear lines of sight, and he's able to make strong passes. But when he's under pressure, I've not found him to be – uh, a quality quarterback, and that was on display yesterday, particularly uh, near the end of the game, where it was just incredibly frustrating to watch. Well, and, I mean, you just opened up a, uh, an, an interesting can about what makes a great quarterback in the league, because the reality is, is that when you look at the great ones, that they, they, it's not like they don't play under pressure, and sometimes they don't have an offensive line, but they don't nearly have the trouble of beating the blitz like that Cousins does. And and so yeah, you know, so I've seen plenty of times with with whether Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady was scrambling. I mean, Brady had to scramble a lot. I mean, there were there were definitely sometimes his offensive line had some issues. But you know, at the same time, that's what makes those great quarterbacks. And where they became lethal is if you gave them ten seconds in a pocket, they would find someone and for yardage. And so that's that's the difference. Is that Cousins is a great guy back there. If you give him you know five six seconds every time to throw, he'll pick you apart. But when it comes down to time to scramble, he's just he doesn't have that that it factor that the great quarterbacks have that allows them to find the option route that is out there that the blitz is not picking up. Correct. My my family seats are corner end zone section one twenty four road nineteen. So we so we're seeing kind of end zone corner end zone of the field, and that gives us perspective. Generally speaking, the Vikings coming down the field and. Or, you know, on the other side. But generally you get two plays of the, two, you know, two quarters of the Vikings coming down that way. And there were a number of scenarios yesterday where, you know, Jordan Anderson, Jordan Anderson was, was wide open. But Cousins was just under pressure. And I don't think he had the opportunity to get a full view of the field and see the other pass opportunities that were there. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very easy for me to say I'm almost 50 years old. I've never played an organized game of football meeting league played my entire life. My mom wouldn't let me play football. I've never played in the NFL, so it's very easy for me to Monday morning quarterback. Oh yeah. <laughs> but based on the reaction from fans and other people that I've listened to, uh, that I've spoken to, I mean that's a pretty fair analysis I think yeah. of the kind of the problems that Cousin is, is having right now. Well, and there is I mean this town is like I said it's about to go into the purge. I mean it's 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 not That's very, exactly right. It's, it's not very I will accurate. pick you up. I will pick you up, okay? I'll pick you up. We'll go. The the the, the crazy part is is this is that we we you and I need to talk, you and I are not expert analysis. We're not football players, but we need to talk about this because we got to bring people back from the ledge. It's a football game. You know, they're going to win some, they're going to lose some. Have you tried apple picking? It's the time of year. They're delicious. Now, that being said, 
I want to bring up one play, and that was that final interception, which, I mean, frankly, oh talking about bounces that hit, uh, you, know, you know, bounces going the other way. I mean, that ball should have hit the ground a thousand times from Sunday. Hawkinson, I mean, as much as you want to criticize, people want to cri- uh, criticize Kirk, he had that ball on his hands. This is our new superstar tight end. This is the guy that was holding out, basically saying, I want more money. We gave him more money. That ball was on his hands, and he dropped it. And, and I understand it's one play, one play, though, that caught, you know cost us the game. The reality is, is if you're going to go on out there and demand the big boy money, and then I'm a big boy player, well, then you that's, why, that's the time you need to deliver to show us that, oh, yeah, you're worth every dime. You're absolutely correct. And I do believe, I do believe this. There was a lot of frustration. And I know there's been some discussion, uh, you know, O'Connell and from, from Cousins about the, 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 the sound in the stadium yesterday. And think about, think about if you would for a moment, all the empty couches that occurred, I can imagine at home from people, uh, standing up at their television set saying, Spike the ball, spike the ball, spike the ball. The sound that came from that play that I think created a lot of confusion was the clock kept ticking. It kept going down. And I think that the Vikings and the Vikings fans are very good at when, you know, when the stadium sign says, you know, goes up and says, you know, be quiet, offensive play. The offense is currently, you know, on the field, be quiet. The Vikings fans, including myself, are very good at being quiet, but when the clock started to tick down and there was no movement, there was very poor clock management at the end of that game. And this is what I will rest on Kirk Cousins' shoulders, is that he's been in this league for 12 seasons. This is not his first time being in that type of situation. And if that's just not in his DNA, if that's just not, if he hasn't figured that out, what to do in that type of situation to just spike the ball – and he's waiting to get communication from his coach. To me, he's oh, – and, again, I can say this because I've never donned an NFL uniform. But in my head, he's overthinking what's going on in that scenario and wanting to make perfect the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. And, he sh- and far too much time went away. And so people were animated in the stadium because the clock kept going down because there was poor clock management, and this was the opportunity – I mean, the, the the Vikings play inside the red zone was just abysmal yesterday. Yeah. Just abysmal. And that was just, I think, the heat of the moment. But that comes down to preparation, both at the coaching level and at the player level. Um, but it's further reasons why I just – Kirk Cousins may be a really nice guy, um, but I just don't know that he's the quarterback that's going to deliver us. Yeah. To the promised land. Well, don't turn on the home crown like that. Yeah. You play. You play in Seattle. You've gone to Seattle. Seattle is as loud as it gets, and you know you've you've had to do silent counts there. Plus, as you said, twelve years in the league, you should know. Okay, I can't be holding the ball for this. We can't be taking this long. Spike the damn ball and get it down, and then go over and talk really quick and get a play in there with hand signals Correct. as opposed to this. You know, don't. You know, there's no way in the planet that that was louder Correct. in a home dome. So don't 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 act like that was a problem. All right. Uh, Carolina next there week. There is one thing. Go ahead. There is there is one thing I do want to say that I just have to just put on the record. I have heard since I got in my car with my son yesterday, got home and have consumed kind of you know podcast, other sports commentary. Anyone who believes that trading Justin Jefferson or not getting him to be a part of this team going forward, 
has lost their mind. <laughs> I will tell you, you're right. You, he is the heart and soul of this team. Losing Justin Jefferson would suck all of the oxygen out of the fan base, out of the energy in that stadium, that complex. And I just got to tell you, there's there there are a number of paths where this team can go to rebuild and to truly rebuild. But if there is a scenario by which anyone over at Vikings headquarters, which is around two miles from my house right now, is thinking about trading or not not investing in keeping Justin Jefferson as a part of this team, my goodness, that would be a mistake. You turn us into the Detroit Lions. I just needed to say that. No, you're exactly right. No, you're, you're exactly right. See, we don't play the game. We're not experts, but this is just we're this is this is grief counseling, and this is this is what we need to do. Yes, it is good. Carolina next week. Can we win that game? I mean, they're on three. We're on three. I don't know that we've hit rock bottom. Just like when I come on and talk about my political analysis and say that my hope is that the Republican Party has hit rock bottom. I, it's fair for me to say that I don't know if the Vikings have hit rock bottom. Okay. Um, and you know, you you and I have been a part of a number of these seasons where it would not surprise me. How many times has someone been? I think Detroit is a perfect example. How many games had Detroit lost one season? I think we were their first win. I think they were like Owen. 11 or 12 and we lost they lost you know Detroit beat us one year it is absolutely conceivable that they could lose in Carolina and come back to then place the place play the Chiefs um and I gotta just say while we're on the record subject of the Chiefs I think there's going to be a lot of people inside that stadium to see the Chiefs play and cheer for the Vikings I do believe there's going to be a lot of fans showing up hoping that Taylor Swift is there too well I just want to put that out there I mean it's Tay-Tay all right. Uh, one political question for you, and this is actually something I stumbled on last week when the entire uh, cannabis director thing fell apart. Uh, how hard is it going to be to find an advocate for cannabis who hasn't broken the law at some point? I mean, that's not exi- – that actually is a tough find. I don't know where they're going. They must uh, – the only thing I can think about is hiring someone out of, like, Colorado or something like that. Well, I think it's important that – I mean – you know, think about it this way. I mean, and, and I think that's not an unfair, unfair statement, but think about it this way. I mean, if you would, would, if you're going to hire someone to be the head of the Minnesota Department of Revenue and news came out that they were not tax compliant, yes. wouldn't that be a reasonable criticism <laughs> to bring up? I think yes. for some reason we want to allow noncompliance or uh, not following the law as some bit of, 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 patriotism or their defiance against the system. There's a lot of people in this state who have never used that have that never used marijuana prior to it being legal and that are that they do things the right way in this state. And I think that there is a way in which you can be an advocate for changing the law while simultaneously recognizing that the law exists for a reason. Yeah. And I think that the problem here is that it was there were a number of issues, I think, related to how this uh, appointment came to happen. I will just say on a personal level, and I, I mentioned this on my pod, we just did an episode about this. I, I always, I want the best and brightest to be a part of state government and federal government. I want state government to attract the best type of people. And just on a personal level, I feel really bad for uh, Mr. Pre that she's gone through this. And, and I just, I, I hope that she's able to come out the other side and recover and, and continue to, to be active in this community. She's taken a lot in the last 48 to 72 hours. And I just hope that, that there's some thought put into 
making sure that when we're recruiting people to serve in state government, that they're getting the type of help and support they need as they navigate the public scrutiny that comes. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And as a matter of fact, I think that it's it's a rare fumble by the Walls administration that they didn't do a, a kind of a more thorough background check on that whole thing. And, and you're going to have to. It's going to it, it's going to be a fine balance beam. And she doesn't deserve it necessarily. But at the same time, you know, it's. You know, as a lot of people want to bring up scandals, maybe with like SROs, the reality is, is I think this is a rare thing for Walls. This was a screw up. And it will be interesting to see where they go forward, because there are some parameters around that that director's position, which you're going to have to deal with. And my guess is going to be we'll probably have to fire someone from another state. Michael, I got to get going. Uh, We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you so much for the time. My pleasure. We'll talk to you next Monday after the Carolina game. Okay. Yeah, bye-bye, sir. Bye-bye. Michael Broadcourt. And once again, if you're not catching his podcast, that podcast is very, very good. And so it, it, they talk to a lot of people. Steve Simon, they talk to the head of the DFL and the, the G- Minnesota GOP. So a lot of great things there. I'll make sure I uh, – the breakdown with uh, you know with uh, Broadcourt and Becky, I'll make sure I get that posted out there as well so you can enjoy that. 952-946-6205. We'll take a break, wrap up the show for your Monday. When we do return, it's the Matt McNeil Show on AM 950.